Hello, and welcome back to the Poorly Written Podcast, the only podcast on the internet where I can screw up the intro as many times as I want, and I'm still going to stay one take. That was one take, right? We got it right the first time. We got it right the first time. <laughs> Anything else is just propaganda. That's it. Propaganda against the show. <laughs> Anyways. Thank you. Fake news. Don't trust the media, even though I uploaded to our official accounts, which you should follow anyways. It's fake news. <laughs> really fake news. It's really fake news. Uh today I have Xavier on from uh X After Hours. You can say hi. Hello, everyone. So, you know, it's a one-on-one episode. Uh you don't see a lot of these going on here, so I guess it, I guess it's a treat. You know, it's a, it's a little busy on St. Paddy's Day for some people and some other issues, but we're not getting into that. Oh, man, I forgot the, the green beer, man. <sighs> you know, I'm disappointed, too, because uh, I, I had a chance to go grab the green beer and I didn't. So, oh, man. That's oh, well. Random. Oh, well, I'll try again next year. <laughs> ne- <laughs> never had the green beer once and I yeah. st- still going. Yeah, me either. Anyway, I'm a drink. <laughs> Not a beer drink. We'll talk about that later. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, this is just a one on one. It's just it's nice. We have some of those this season. So, Xavier, you want to kind of like let's, let's get into your uh, background a little bit. Oh, man. Uh, where do I start? Probably at the beginning. So um, once upon a time, there was this guy who met this girl and uh, mm-hmm. they decided they loved each other. And oh, wait, that's probably too far back. Let's 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 kind of. <laughs> no, no, no. I was totally invested. <laughs> what happened? What did they do? <laughs> Sicily, 1947, you know, like the little old grandma from the Golden Girls, you know, kind yeah. of settle into the story anyway. No. Uh, so I guess the, the important part is that uh, I. I, I was born in, in April of many years ago. Uh, I'm almost 30. Uh, so if you guys want to do your math, that's that's 1990 for our mathematicians out there. Well, I'm bad at math, uh, so. Actually, that actually means I can't count because I'm already 30. I'm about to be 31. In Ooh. fact, <laughs> you're, still, up. you're still stuck in 2020. You still think I, it's March of last year. You want to refer to last year, I think of 2019 or 2019. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's how messed up last year was. Is that it's our like brains never... go back? Our brains go back to the last point of normal, which was 2019. I, I think it's going to be a perpetual Taylor Swift story. My mind goes back to December of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, I know. All right. So uh, I am a, uh, I guess I'm going to say a constitutional democracy attorney basically what that means is i practice and uh try cases that will eventually be suited for a state uh supreme court and eventually can be passed on to the united states supreme court um and all i do is help go through the litigation process help file the paperwork all that kind of stuff uh and put them to the test um and then i also handle private human rights cases as well before the state legislature or before the state uh, supreme court as well uh, that sounds. Go ahead. Uh, okay, because like we, I don't think we've had a lawyer on the show. Oh wow! Well, very interesting. Uh, I did right. not know that. I just uh, you sent me the info and I looked over and I'm like, huh, he seems fun. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he does some commentary. Little did I know I bring on a legal mind. <laughs> well, yeah. So 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 it's important that I suggest that none of the advice given from me is considered legal advice by the way so don't uh, yeah yes. if anybody takes anything that i say anybody says seriously in this podcast that's their own fault 
I'm gonna put that in the show notes now. It's like if you actually do any of the shit that I've said in this podcast, you're a moron legally. You were legally stupid. That's that's it. So if you want a reference of kind of what I do, you can look at uh, the most recent impeachment hearings for uh, the Senate trial for Trump. Uh, only I know how to say Philadelphia, and uh, I don't get offended when people laugh. And uh, you know how to say insurrection too, right? Insurrection. Insurrection. Oh uh, Chuck Schumer, he's he had, a little, he had a bit of a boner problem. So, I That's mean. Not- <laughs> <laughs> His expression is what it is. Like, he was like, ooh. I, I don't know if he like, was Maddie messed up or he's like, ooh, I kind of like the idea. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I went to, I'm a graduate of Duke University. That's where I received uh, my. Duke. Uh, Oh uh, yeah, you know, I'm first off, let me just say I'm a Syracuse fan, so it's a little awkward uh, all of a sudden. Uh, all right, guys, good night, folks. Uh, that, that's all. <laughs> I'm like, Duke, Duke, Duke. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you so come on to my show on a day of St. Patty's with Syracuse being one of the top five Irish cities in the country, and you come and disrespect me. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, right? Jeez, whammies, whammies, man. I know, it's just it's raining all over the place. But uh, <laughs> I actually am one of three uh, doctorate candidates that came through in a full scholarship. So what that means is I started in my bachelor's program, went it to my master's, got another bachelor's while I was in my master's program, uh, and transition to getting and graduating with my uh, PhD, uh, all under scholarship. So I owed uh, exactly 35, six, 35 cents um, and, uh, in student debt when I left, uh, which I obviously paid in pennies. <laughs> uh, did you cut the pennies in half too, just to be extra petty about <laughs> it? Or... <laughs> I, I did not, but they were not rolled. So oh, of course okay. you can't roll. So, but I found like I went, what I did was I got them out of the fountain of the university which oh, I know that's smart. a terrible thing to say, but like there's a fountain there in a common area and I went and got the grotiest pennies I could find. Oh yeah. You picked uh, up a dime by accident. It's like, what the, what the <laughs> fuck? No, <laughs> no, that goes back. Uh, but, and the reason was because they threatened to hold my diploma if I didn't pay that 36 cents within like the cutoff for graduation. And oh. I thought, well, you guys make m- millions of dollars of overpricing this. And I could have printed this off from the internet. Right. And so you're going to charge me for the paper and the privilege of graduating? Okay, sure. Sure, so, whatever. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, wow. it sounds like Duke now they're like, wait a minute. Those were our pennies. <laughs> those were our pennies. They paid us with our own money. Exactly right, my friend. And you're welcome. Because <laughs> <laughs> you obviously weren't going to get in there and get those pennies out of there. Uh, uh, first of all, what college campus has a fountain where students, people are just throwing money into it? And students aren't going in and trying to collect all the money. I mean, you don't, you, don't, you don't need a very big magnet. You just need a very strong magnet. Just go through the fountain. What they use for like what they fish, uh, magnet fishing, you know? The oh, big, yeah. Big fly, that would work, I guess. That would That's definitely fair. work. You might pull up a little bit more than the pennies and the change, though. You might pull up a pipe or two if you're not careful. <laughs> Eh, why not? They can fix the Ford. They can afford it. <laughs> they can afford it. It's Duke after all. I mean, how much are they paying those basketball players to come play? I mean, they're not. It's oh, not wait, like, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, uh, uh, I said yeah. the wrong thing. <laughs> well, they know they're not going to graduate, so why not use them while they're there? Oh, sh- you're right. The, Ouch. The school gosh. is infamous.
system is for uh, one semester tryouts. I mean, <laughs> it's like your entire career is a tryout, man. Sorry about you. <laughs> just gotta go. It's, uh, it's just I could get into Duke basketball, but <laughs> that's you, not that's not the point of the episode. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, you have well, PhD. I mean, I do. Yeah, I, I I have my bachelor's, but I just. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm punching above my weight class all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, no, you're you're fine. And the, you know, the thing about this is, is that I, because I'm so young and not old manish, I, I definitely don't. I hate being called doctor anything. Right. It drives me bananas. I'm like, please don't. I work for that title, yes, which means I have the the innate ability to be like, hey, I don't want you to call me that. Thanks. That's, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but now I teach. Go ahead. It, it, it's just interesting because it's like I'm like um. Because, like, all the people that I've met with Doctor, they're, like, some of the most of them are, like, really, like, have a hard-on for it. They're, like, you have to call me Doctor blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, I'm, like, you're Ew. teaching an 8 a.m. class, and this is a complete elective. I could just drop this and be fine. So I'm going to call you Dr. Elective. And if Dr. you don't elective. like that, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I don't have to be here. It's eight o'clock in the morning. You're you're too, too happy right now. You have too much of a boner going on with your uh, PhD. Uh, if you need to be left alone with your PhD, I will gladly leave the room and go grab breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because... Uh, I I have met with my peers and the only time I use my official title is when I need to assert the fact that I I'm like them because I walk in wearing Chuck Taylors and, you know, washed out dark jeans and, you know, a nice button up and just kind of sit in the desk. So every every semester, that's how I, my students get to know who I am uh, when I teach, you know, a, a senior level class is I just kind of sit in the desk like a student and I wait just to see what they're going to do. Just, <laughs> just to be like huh? And I'm like, but where is this guy? He's he's late. And just to see who's going to stay, who's going to leave, you know, kind of what's going to kind of go on. And then when they start getting unsettled or they start leaving, then I'll kind of stand up and be like, hey, okay, so I guess I'll, I'll fill in for him. Uh, and I can always tell who didn't show up for the first few days of class because uh, they walk in and they're like, where's the teacher? <laughs> like, wait a minute, you're the teacher? <laughs> so you? you? You're in charge. It's like, yeah, um... <laughs> okay, tell me anyway i don't i don't know let's um, let's that's let's... what the paycheck says so i am in charge i mean yeah until they yeah. until the paycheck stops or they tell me otherwise i am in charge of this room between these hours and i feel like milton sometimes from the, from office space like, yeah it has got to be so weird like being younger like you know like being somewhat younger than like some of your uh people that you work with but then like you see these students they're like you and it's like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's not uh, because some of them are actually you know just achieving that same age and they're like you have you, you you're done yeah i'm done there's an end i promise uh and one of the cool things about phds is your candidate you're a candidate for a certain amount of time until your research work is completed uh and i you know one of my um i guess mentors he's like dude they're gonna give you so much heck because you're so much younger they're not gonna approve you they're, they're not gonna do it i'm like i bet you they are I went to every one of them. I showed up at their houses and I was like, look, <laughs> this is going to happen. I don't have another option. This is, this is my option and you're going to approve this. Uh, so uh, finally they, they got it together and it was, it was, it was a cool time. But uh, now I teach, um, teach basic politics uh, for entry level folks and then uh, comparative politics and, uh, and now constitutional democracy. I'm actually the head of that department. So 
That's pretty cool. He's just flexing on me, and I'm like, cool, I get to stay in my PJs all day today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, now in quarantine, I can do. Remember. Yeah, true. Very true. Pants are optional. <laughs> Pants are. <laughs> yeah, definitely are. Pants are very optional. I mean, I have the webcam on, but I do have pants on too. So well, that's, you know, so um, uh, I guess it's interesting to know that my, my class format is simply this. I don't give any homework assignments. Uh, they have a, a list of what we're going to discuss. Uh, and then we move our desks into a circle uh, and we discuss, we talk, because I don't want them to tell them what to think. I want to teach them how to think. And I want them to be able to defend their positions, whatever that might be even if I don't agree with them, even if they're not popular, I want you to be able to form a thought, stick to it, and prove your case based on, you know, facts, not something arbitrarily written on an opinion page. Right, and, you know, um, that was the issue, like, for with, uh, some schools and stuff. It's like they just... For, I don't get the point of, like, getting all that homework out, the students and stuff. Like, they got other shit to do. Like, they gotta, like, some of them have to go work. They know, do. Or they got other classes and then these professors, some of these professors are like, oh, by the way, you have to write like a 10 page essay. It's due in like two weeks. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Uh, wow. Well, so and then uh, you have to go and grade and you have how many students? I mean, yeah, I don't have time to read all that. I, <laughs> it's I, like, I, I, I tell them ahead of time, you know, I'm not reading this. I, I have to think sometimes I'm like with those professors, I'm like, you must hate yourself or hate someone you must hate do you have a significant other because you must hate them for assigning that kind of crap (laughs) there is a writing assignment in my class just one um and it's a combination of uh, every like you know mid-semester you're you do part of it and the other part you do the end of the semester for your final put them together makes your final composition that's fine it's when Um, they're like oh yeah by the way every two weeks 10 pages i'm like first of all uh (laughs) the environment like fuck them like fuck them right. trees or <laughs> yeah. uh they're allowed one piece of one paper one piece of paper single sheet of paper um and it has to be it's composed of every single discussion that we've had and they all tie in together so they basically have to create this one page essay of their argument and and sell me on your idea in one page um and i expect you know one inch margins and uh a bibliography as well and i don't want any fluff in there so you're just very straight to the point so i don't oh, yeah. don't bullshit me don't work don't hype me up just get right to the point yeah that's it i, I want the it. down and dirty on one page you could cite all the <laughs> shit you want just it's there yeah i just need to know that you can think and you can form an argument and that that's enough for me that so. that's good I, i'm completely off track you threw me off guard with like yo i'm a i have a phd i teach and i'm 30 and i'm like wait 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 <laughs> this whole this whole rundown i have is just uh here let me just get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> that's okay it's like caught me off guard i'm like uh, that doesn't happen so there you go up uh, 10 points to your house i don't know what it is but i'm sure you're in charge of it. <laughs> definitely a slytherin definitely Let a slytherin <sighs> i'm a ravenclaw so i like ravenclaw so i wish i, I were a ravenclaw i know My i keep uh, taking the pottermore quizzes just to be sure it's like like I kept getting Ravenclaw, so I'm like, all right, whatever, Ravenclaw, just me. I I wanted so hard to be a Gryffindor. Uh, <laughs> I, I did. I, I did. think everybody wants to be a Gryffindor, and then most people are Hufflepuff, so it doesn't. The, <laughs> the, 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 the translation doesn't work out. It's like, I think the only reason I wanted to be Gryffindor is because I look better in those colors. But you know, that's true. I mean, that's 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 really it. Uh, and they have the cooler common room, though. They have the. They just. The, 
<laughs> I'm thinking really hard how to put this. I got the better colors. I got the better common room. I mean, you you know who's getting all the funding at, at the I, Hogwarts. But you guys have that observatory, though, right? The yeah, Ravenclaws, they I have think, that. I'm not like too deep into the Harry Potter lore. I just oh, know. No. Oh, I no. just know what house I am. So, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you my comparative politics course is called Harry Potter and Political Theory. So basically the whole course is wrapped and designed around the Harry Potter world. Um, and I go through and teach them political theory using Harry Potter. So that's pretty cool though. Cause there yeah. is a lot of political uh, undertones and themes you can pick out from Harry Potter. Like absolutely like through between the books and the movies, like you can pick out quite a few themes and messages trying to get through. We don't have time to discuss that today, but I know it's there. Oh, it's, it's there. It's, it's, it's there. Go back through and watch the Harry Potters for how many times you have and tell me what ones you're picking up on. Yeah. So I guess I kind of want to get into uh, your actual, like, the, the podcast that you do called X okay. After Hours. So you kind of want to just uh, tell people what that is about? So uh, that is basically a rant. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a political rant. Uh I, I just kind of, um, I find things that kind of stick in, in little snippets, I guess, uh, headline stuff and just kind of go through that and kind of explain the best of my understanding and kind of the thought process behind those. Um, and sometimes what happens is uh, I get hot takes and I get a, little, get a little excited, get a little excited. Language is definitely a little strong, but hey, that's why it's after hours because I can take off my tie and kind of sit down and, and pour myself a drink because God knows you need it when you're dealing with, with, uh, with, with uh, I don't, nice words to say them, uh, with, with people who descend far, far to the one way or the other with mm -hmm. radical maybe, or, you know, erectionist, if you're Chuck Schumer, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have some dick jokes going around. Hey, he started it. Not me. I'm just, I wonder, you ever wonder what, what, uh, uh, I guess, what is his name? The uh, Dick Durbin. I wonder what he thought when he said erectionist. Uh, <laughs> I think when he said erection and, and everybody's yeah. like, Hmm? Chuck, what? are you good? <laughs> Chuck, you take your meds this morning? What's going on, man? Uh, but anyways. He didn't yeah, even correct like, himself. He just kept going, too. Like, he kept he, going. He I wonder if he realized he said erection, and then he's like, he's like, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Nobody really heard wrong. me on C-SPAN. <laughs> Nobody watches this channel, and then every late-night host is like, guess what he said? Right. I feel like I would have stopped and smiled, and then just kept reading. Like, just... <laughs> Just, just enough. I, I guarantee you, like there would have been enough senators to impeach Trump if he didn't say erection. <laughs> the oh, Republicans are like, ah, oh, he he made a dick joke. He made it. <laughs> he lost those ten that were oh, like, ah, no. Oh. <laughs> my pearls. Did he just say dick? Oh my god! <laughs> it just completely threw him off. Great argument. Then he said, "No way." It's like, did he? Someone? Say, did he say erection? Someone covered Ted Cruz's ears. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Like, Why is Lindsey okay. Graham smiling like that? Hey, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk like that in, in in Cancun, I bet. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I, I I kind of go through political political thoughts and uh, kind of explain, give my hot takes on that. Uh, I also am a very very big a activist in equality, in in not like chauvinistic or in you know I guess what mainstream equality, like true equality. Like, don't give me the appearance. Uh, I think Judge Judy said it best. She's like, don't peel my leg and tell me it's raining. <laughs> um, you know, and so I very straight shooter, um, and just kind of very direct and, and 
it's just fun. It's a passion of mine and it's a, it's a hobby. So yeah. Cause I, I noticed that like, it doesn't matter who they are. It's like politician. Guess what? In the crosshairs tonight. It doesn't matter. Like, it. We, we've been making fun of Chuck Schumer this whole time. <laughs> yeah. I definitely don't, don't go left or right. I, it's if you're an idiot, you're going to get called out. If you do something stupid, you're going to get called out. Yeah. And that, that's the theme. I mean, granted one side can be stupider than the other. Some weeks. It oh, depends. Sure. I mean, everybody has their days and you know, um, we don't always get to say erection on national television, but when you do, it's during the impeachment trials. <laughs> it's like, I, I think about what they went through during that sitting there as, you know, Ted Cruz is tweeting about breast milk and, uh, you know, other people are worried about what's going on on Twitter. And I'm like, are you guys kidding me? You're supposed to be doing something. Uh, and then the poor lady from, from Alaska wore the wrong shoes because she was so frantic and worried, upset about it. Like, I it really like dauntingly, like she knew what, you know, she was just worried because she was going to vote. To, you know, she's going to vote what should have happened. Uh, she voted to he was guilty, yeah. um, you know, and she's so frazzled by that because she knew her party wasn't going to stand by her. But the conviction came down to basically, am I going to am I willing to say that I'm guilty, too, for feeding into this BS? And yeah, they weren't. No. Granted, it was seven Republicans uh, or seven people went against party lines to vote to vote guilty. Normal right. in normal circumstances, when you have a majority, that usually means that like they're guilty or that they won or whatever but uh, it's interesting because people are like why does it have to be vast majority why can't it just be like simple majority i'm like because then uh, you could impeach every single president and everybody. all you need you could just impeach everybody at that point uh, and and so i i understand why they needed you know a, a, a complex majority but simple majority just wasn't enough for this so i get it yeah um but I that mean, doesn't make I guess the average uh, person, it's like, wait, wouldn't that make him guilty? I'm like, in theory, but because it didn't reach the number, the yeah, magic number, number <clears throat> it, it's a no go. It's like, it's like you can win the football game, but you need to win by like uh, two touchdowns and a field goal. Right. That's yeah. And, and so, you know, and that was expected. I don't think anybody went going in there knew that they were, they were actually, I mean, even his legal team, they knew they didn't they didn't prepare an argument. Not that they had one, uh, but they basically sat down there and just like dug at the other side just because they could. So yeah, I mean, granted, it was a lot closer than I thought it was gonna be. I thought like Mitt Romney, maybe one more was going, but the fact yeah. that like seven of them are like, nah, uh, screw you, you're guilty, uh, was very shocking to me. Mitt Romney's, uh, you know, his private part still hurt. He's still bitter, but he lost the election. Uh, it, it, <laughs> Cruz is mad. He never got the bid. So, you know, there's that. And Ted Cruz did blow a lead. So it's not like <laughs> he blew a three to one lead. Like he had it. He just blew it. He's a very punchable face. And I say that with as much affection as I can manage. Uh, but he's like the little kid or the kid in your school where you're just like, dude, get away from me. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's a, a kid. kid that just jumps into yeah. every every possible conversation it's like dude no one invited you and it's everybody too it's not just like it's not just like one group of people it's everybody it's like dude who who invited you aren't you just sniffing glue in the corner bro could you not bro i saw you try to sneak into the girl's locker room what the fuck are you doing near me get away i, I was in there to make sure they weren't talking about anything that wasn't uh, <laughs> yeah, i'm sure ted sure so this is <laughs> sure ted whatever <laughs> Ted Cruz, Ted so, Cruz, the biggest bitch around. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, this just a freaking snake is just, oh uh, man. Uh, anyway, so so that podcast is definitely just uh, 
Just, just, uh, just a, it's a circus. I, basically, I kind of go through um, and, and teeter through stuff. But right now, I'm working on um, decline of of capitalism. Is kind of, uh, and this is just based on a research theory that I've kind of gone through, uh, drawing a parallel between the cycle of capitalism, how people think that you know we need to bring back the days of old. When I'm I'm saying no, we need to be progressive about this and and change what's not working. So. Yeah, because you, you tend to hit on a lot of different political issues, so it sounds like you're going into like that um, political economic uh, standpoints now, where it's like you know it's like oh we need to go back to like more laissez-faire, but then you're you're gonna be possibly arguing it's like well wait a minute actually if we go forward that's better. Yeah, I mean this this whole progress thing is. And what we need to understand about capitalism is it goes through cycles. Every major population has gone through a capitalistic phase, and it, it ends and starts. You have a you have a top, you have a peak, and then you have you know the downfall of that. And it's not anything to be alarmed or you just have to manage it better. Uh, I mean, China they are now coming up to their peak too, which means they're going to experience it. But Britain was a capitalist society at first too, um, with cotton when it first came out, when it was the first big thing, and they came to a top and they kind of fell down. Uh, and so you don't stay down, but you kind of ebb and flows, you know, but if we keep doing the same stuff we've always done, it's never going to get any better. And we're going to definitely be staying in a, a stunted place like Russia. So, yeah, I mean, because um, not to dive way too deep into the political economic side sure. of things, but like Russia has always had the issue of like playing catch up and then they catch up and then like they keep falling back behind and it's back and forth with them. That's it. People say that's communism. No, it's not communism. That's because they're just, they're not forward thinking enough to. The Russians are too drunk to catch up, is what I. <laughs> that's my theory. It's like they're, they're a little. The, the fact that they didn't have beer classified as a hard drink until like, it was like the 2000s, I think. That's amazing to me. They're that like, is just they're amazing. Like, the beer's weak. I'm like, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, vodka. Vodka. <laughs> like, okay. you, you take vodka and you bust it around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. so I, I guess now we want to know what, what, what makes me going forward. Is that? Yeah, because you, you tend to have a lot of stuff, but like that's kind of like the series you're planning on doing going forward. Yeah, it's uh, part one came out yesterday, so it's up now. Part two will come out next week and then we'll kind of go there. Uh, but going forward, I, what I would like to do is. Uh, uh, I'm going to also start doing what they call, um, I guess, series based on traditional things. Going to kind of explain what is a communist, what is communism. Uh, and that way people have a better understanding of establishing definitions that are not hot takes. Because uh, it's one thing to hear, oh, he's a fascist. But what is actually, what it actually is a fascist? What goes into being a fascist? You know, how does that works? And that way people have a basic understanding of that. And that's not opinion. That's fact. Fact is fascist is x y and z you know that kind of thing i think that'd be really helpful so i'm gonna call it you know uh political essentials yeah and that would be something that i think some people would definitely be interested because you you hear the words thrown out all around all the time i mean you see it on every major cable network it's like well they're fascists or they're communists or they're yeah. whatever you know but like or they're socialists they throw around socialists like it's a bad word but like the issue really is like, do people actually know what these words mean, or are they just being tricked? Like they're being they're being twisted, so they sound. Attack you can make America. any word sound like a bad word. It's, a, it's attack against America. That's... <laughs> attack against America. <laughs> well, how how's that working out for you, Bubba? How dare these people walk these dogs? These dog walkers. <laughs> how, how's that? How's that working for you? That's yeah, you know. Uh, and I think that's another, another thing that we're not quite sure of in our in this country is that we. <sighs> We have been in war for a long time now, for most most of my life. Um, 
And uh, I don't think we really grasp the the gravity of that because we're not bothered by it that much in our everyday life. You know, in the First World War and the Second World War, you know, people, everybody was pitching in. People were, you know, being drafted. People were, you know, pitching in with the war effort here at home, making munitions, making, you know, giving whatever. Um, but, you know, right now, people still hand me my Starbucks when I go through the drive-thru. People can still get Uber Eats. People can still, you know, go and get that new iPad. There's no, there's no repercussion to that. And I think part of being war numb is that it's out of sight, out of mind. Um, and so I think it's important to understand that, that war is a money-making machine, but it's also a decline of that too. So, yeah, I mean, what was it? I was born in 96. So like literally for most of my infancy, <laughs> there wasn't any <laughs> major war going on. And then nine 11 happened and then we've been in war right. ever since. So yeah, that's so, it. So that's the thing. I mean, my, my, my brother and my sister, they're younger than me. So they grew up well, you go like, Oh yeah, they've always had this war. <laughs> They don't remember yeah. 9-11. I mean, granted, I barely right. remember 9-11 and stuff like that, but I knew something happened. Right. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to talk about the fact that we can't win this war. And we've this been is saying not a winnable it, war. Everybody, I feel like in, like, with politicians, they, like, some of them are, like, like, they know they can't win the war. So they're, like, everybody's, like, we'd rather not be there, but... <laughs> the only thing that you can do now is drop a nuke and make it a parking lot, which Ooh. is definitely not acceptable at all. That's by not... any means. And I don't condone that methodology, but in order to because we're we're weeding out terrorism, do you realize we're creating terrorism by being in someone's homeland don't and domesticating sh- them? Don't state the obvious. That might piss people off. <laughs> we're we're cultivating a terroristic mindset by being terrorists ourselves. That I mean that's but let's not talk about that. You're right. Let's let's not, you know, let's don't you know. don't give away the answers. Let people figure it out. <laughs> God forbid you tell someone what's the problem and then they're like, well, that can't be it. That's it. So I guess we've been doing some political commentary, but why get in? I mean, you have your degrees in your education and that, but why get into like a political commentary type podcast? Oh, man, uh, because. I have no friends, no life. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it's because <laughs> I, <laughs> you said it so convincingly uh, too. I'm like, oh, that's sad. <laughs> I, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of static, I think, out there in in understanding the difference between we talked about this, you know, between political news and political commentary, and then because it seems like every political commentary person they always associate that with humorous. Um, but also like, there's also a grain of harshness and ruggedry that comes with, with what I'm doing. You know, uh, it's very raw and emotional in a lot of places and it's, it's coming from experience. Um, but it's also coming out of frustration in a way because, uh, there's all this, like, I guess I want to say sound bites that we live in all the time with the, what they call the scene in effect, you know, we're constantly bombarded by headlines and this that, and the other. Um, and so political commentary for me is a way that I can ground myself because it forces me to constantly dove into and go back to what I know, go back to what I know in definitions, go back to it and see how it applies. Um, and, and my hope is that by people who are listening to that, they're able to not know what to think, but know how to think, how to form arguments and things for themselves, like my teacher, my teaching style. So it's basically a bigger platform for me to open up my classroom to people and teach them what to look for, how to identify arguments, how to identify aspects and think politically about the world around them. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
that's all like uh, important stuff for people to be critical, especially when like you're being thrown headlines every day or um, recently. Like it's been a little quiet. It's been it not it hasn't been as busy, but granted, it also depends on where you live. Because I'm in I'm in New York, so it's been uh, Cuomo this, Cuomo that, Cuomo should resign, Cuomo oh, should resign. It, it's been it's been headlines here lately, and then not to mention all the some of the crap that goes on on the internet like uh cancel culture or like culture wars <laughs> quote unquote quote quote unquote cancel yeah. so another another hard unpopular uh question is that why does Cuomo have to resign for that when when trump didn't resign the presidency when that came out i mean uh you know people people i we tend to forget you know for whatever reason that uh people are people politicians are people and if you put them on a pedestal that's your problem you're already messing up man uh and I think that, you know, I'm not condoning what he did, but I am saying that uh, in a lot of ways, he's not done anything that people in political office hasn't done before that stayed in office. So canceling him or not canceling him, but calling him to resign is not going to happen, one. Uh, and, and two, you are basically just now saying you should resign. So then now you're putting that target on your back, too. And, you know, people are going to look harder at what you're doing, which may or may not be a good thing depending on who you are. Yeah, I mean that that does depend on who you are, because um, that that's kind of the new political that even Joe Biden's like, well, if these are true, he should resign. But uh, I, I I feel like deep down, because I live in New York and I understand Governor Cuomo pretty well, he he wouldn't do it. His main argument is like, I think at the end of the day, his main argument is like Trump did it, so why should I? Well, I mean, he has a valid point, but Touchy Joe really shouldn't be commentating on that. Uh, like, and yeah, I called him Touchy Joe. Like, I, like we said before, I come at everybody. Okay, if there's it dirt there, matter. I'm gonna bring it out. So, uh, even he's been accused of that. And so, I, you know, I honestly, you know, he shouldn't use his platform as office of the president. He's got enough to deal with. He's got enough to deal with. And here's a here's a spoiler alert. My prediction for the future: Biden is a centralist who will do nothing but keep the status quo. I said it here first, by the way, folks. So, said it here first. So if you said it here first, first. <laughs> you're watching far off in the future, and Joe Biden hasn't done anything new or different or better for the country. You know why? Uh, it, he's essentialist because they're, we're all worried about alienating people and unifying and this and the other, and and so we want to gather around the center because we're afraid of upsetting left and right and right. But there are some things that need to be more progressive, and there are some things that need to be more conservative, and I think it's a good mix of that is what's going to cause us to elevate and, and, and lunge further into the future of where we need to be. Yeah, I mean, people can argue it's like we're going too fast. Other people are like, we need to go back. I mean, the, that's up for opinions, but there's some things that have to progress and other things that kind of need to stay where they are. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because, you know, they're going to accuse you of being a traditionalist, but there are some things that, that need to stick, you know. Uh, do I think the filibuster needs to go? No, I don't. It scares me to death that they're thinking about getting rid of that. Is it frustrating? Absolutely it is, but it's there for a reason. That That's something that, like, they keep talking about. I feel like if they haven't touched it yet, I know it's coming up, but I'm like, if they don't get rid of it now, it's going to stay. They're oh, gonna, yeah. Like, if they don't get rid of it now, like, after the upcoming vote, they're, it's not. It's It'll not going stay. anywhere. It's yeah. going to stay. But that that's just me. I don't have any knowledge of it, but like my understanding based on yeah, what I've read and understand and knowing track records is that <laughs> the moderate Democrats will keep it, <laughs> keep it. The progressives will be mad and everybody will just yell at each other on social media. Yeah, well, when it comes to political parties, just remember, 
moderacy comes from mediocre. Just going to put that out there to you guys. Uh, <laughs> Somebody go <laughs> tell Joe Manchin right now. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I used to, I actually went and spoke at a university in his home state when he was governor. Uh, and I went to one of his little things when he was like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to run for the Senate. And lo and behold, he nominated himself, gave up the governorship, put himself in the Senate seat, and has been there ever since. So I, I have no respect for him. I, I don't get what he does. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? Why do you hold everything up? I want my $15 an hour. Thank you very much. That's, but that's, that's him because he comes from a nothing state. And I hate to say that, but he comes from a no-name state, unfortunately. Um, not that they don't matter, but they're just not, you know, on the national scope much. And so he senses that he can get a power play in. And so he's going to hold that hostage uh, and then release some BS news. It's not easy being the, the linchpin. Oh, yeah, it is. You're, you're loving this, man. We, we see what you're going to do. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not so sure he's not going to use that to, to his benefit uh, further on in the, in the future. Yeah, I mean, John Denver gives you a whole song about West Virginia, and this is how you repay him for taking Mount, the Mountain Mamas. <laughs> it's a shame they didn't, they didn't make that song popular until after he slammed into one of those mountains. But, you know. <laughs> That's terrible. I know. See, that's but it was why so long ago. <laughs> it was so long ago. But this is why it's after hours because, like, some <laughs> of these things are really just kind of like, what? First off, number one, this is the internet, so there is no such thing as safe harbor hours. And number two, <laughs> no safe harbor hours. So uh, go nuts. <laughs> go nuts. That's full of his hot takes, man. He's, it's that's just sad. full of hot takes. I mean, this I, is this is the right podcast for hot takes because, like, most of my hot takes go absolutely nowhere. <laughs> I, I I feel like this will not be my last appearance. I hope this has been. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh... <laughs> let's see the ratings after this one. We'll see that the ratings later. We'll see what people think. I mean, they'll be like, oh, my God, uh, it's Zach just one on one. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that like, guy's a nutcase. It's like this guy's a nutcase. And then there's uh there's Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> the Xavier's the nutcase, though. Uh... <laughs> Oh man! So I, um, I've been told I'm a weird man. So sometimes things that I say are just really out from left field, and sometimes <laughs> the things I say are so far left field that they come from the next baseball stadium over. You run for Congress? <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, think about this. You'd be like the best Bernie Sanders because sometimes some of the things that he says, I'm like, are you? Are you even in the same country, man? I have a lot of respect for See, him. See, here's the thing. When like the 2020 campaign trail was going on and I uh, I saw Bernie, he was my choice in 2016, but I'm like, ah, he's too old. Let me listen to some of the other people. And then Andrew Yang's like, hey, we should pay people what they deserve. And I'm like, this man, universal basic income, this man, this, I don't know what he, I don't know where he came from. I don't know who, what he does, but uh <laughs> Like that's, I, I love the, I love the man. He does great things, but and now he's running uh, for mayor of New York city. And I'm like, damn, I kind of want to move down I'm, there just to help him out. <laughs> like you need, you need me to go to the competitions, uh, rallies and stuff and disrupt them. I'm the weird guy to do that. <laughs> just call me the sabotager. I'll make a scene. <laughs> they'll, call you, they'll call you an erectionist. I mean, uh, <laughs> So like you dickhead and I'm like well thank you very much I am wow. a directionist <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm surprised Viagra didn't jump on that that's a selling point this is a sponsor deal now I don't know like, uh, in our demographics who would buy it but I'm not judging but 
I, they should have used Chuck Schumer and be like, see, even Congress is talking about us today, guys. Oh, my God. He's hard on for the facts. Like, <laughs> really They're going to start selling Viagra to the politicians, but it's like, oh, no, it's so you can go and say dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why I like the, the, the old people that we have in our Congress right now, in the Senate specifically? Because we're e- we're etching closer to uh, we're etching closer to Parliament. And if you've ever watched Parliament, like, they really really get them they get they throw hands in there almost like they really your mom's a whore like i mean they really just kind of like go in there man uh but then when it's over when the gavel's done and they walk out they go have lunch yeah but what you don't have is backbiting in the back the, the backroom deals because it's all right there um and i think they got that right yeah just put it out there in the open you can say what you want about the british at least they put it all out there i mean yeah, absolutely. for the most yeah. part for yeah, the most yeah. part, some of them are. Some of them have no clue what's going on. <laughs> They're like, well, I just know. had my tea and crumpets, and uh, it's a great day to be in England. It's been raining for three hundred and seventy-five days straight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this thing called the sun is, but uh, I'd be glad to see it one day. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, at least like, like you know, I I've been tempted to be like. I've seen Congress. I'm like, you know, if they just let them throw hands, it'd be much better. I, this is just painful. It makes me now understand why they had dualism back in, you know, the time of Hamilton and all that. I'm like, just, I get it. I'm just get saying, it. I'm like, like the dueling, like, do like dueling. They're like, it's barbaric, but also see you outside. <laughs> Mother, you shot me in the ass. Like I can do that. <laughs> but now get it together and shut up. Like that's that's exactly. Yeah. I'm just. I th- I think some days it'd be better if they just brought out like a like a boxing ring or a wrestling ring and they just bring it into like the center of the Congress oh, building. Be right. like, all right, I'm gonna wrestle you. If I win, I get fifteen dollars an hour. If not, deals off. You know, like Dick Durbin with the microphone. Let's get ready to rumble. Nobody's gonna and- wrestle with Chuck Schumer. We don't know what's <laughs> going on over there. <laughs> seems a little too excited. Or Lindsey Graham. He seems a little too excited <laughs> and like the costumes they would wear would be like the interest groups that, that pay them money to vote the way they the you lobbyists know, you know ted cruz has like some wolverine knockoff suit ready to go oh i'm i'm sure the shitty oh, beard that he has now like i, I have maybe the pajamas <laughs> now, see, I would... see i have like facial hair and i'm like i'm very critique but like his is just just like his face, his face is punchable no matter what. I'm like, it is like he's like he just looks like the guy you want to punch or the nosy neighbor who peeks over the fence. He, like he's not a fun Ned Flanders. At least Ned Flanders like finds <laughs> his piece and cues. This man is like, what the fuck you doing over here? I'm like, Ted, uh, Ted, I'm chilling in my backyard. Who invited you? <laughs> Why are you here? Why are you here? Don't you have some glutagos lick or eat or whatever? I don't know. There's some paste for you inside in the fridge. <laughs> I we got a freshman with new craft supplies. Go check out that closet. <laughs> Ted, get out of I here. went to Hobby Lobby. I know that's one of your favorites. Uh, there's some Chick-fil-A <laughs> sauce if it gets a little too spicy. <laughs> oh, that's right. He has to have Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A. That's the only place that he'll shop because that, that's truly American and patriotic. Right? It's really patriotic. I mean, I'm not knocking a good Chick-fil-A spicy sandwich, but I am saying, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I don't buy Chick-fil-A. I've had Chick-fil-A, but I didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. I, uh, yeah, I won't buy it. I, they won't get a dollar of mine. 
because if you can't be equal to everybody, then I don't want you. I don't want to. I don't want to give you my money. I think I bought it once and I had an upset stomach after, but that's because I felt like I betrayed people. So uh, yeah, that, that regret, the indigestion like, regret. It, yeah. Is it food poisoning? Nah, it's regret. Even though they gave me extra chicken, <laughs> they were so nice, but it's a trap, and I know it. But I haven't been back since, so. My favorite was when he was like, my wife was very upset that those those text messages got released. Well, yeah. if you weren't trying to escape out in the middle of a freaking uh, disaster, natural disaster in your hometown or your home state, uh, we wouldn't have had this problem. You know, if Ted Cruz was a smart man, uh, now granted, that's a very big if. That's a big if. That's a big if. If Ted Cruz was a smart man, uh, he would have kept his mouth shut. Uh, and he would have just left in the middle of the night. I mean, um, do you not have money to have your own private jet? I mean, how much do you make in Congress each year, Ted Cruz? Uh, he's apparently financially illiterate. You're wondering. He's apparently financially illiterate. Yeah, well, Am my I, thing is, dude, just apologize or say nothing at all and be done. Just, just don't make a scene about it. You know, like just apologize. He blamed it on his daughters, and I'm like, he, I'm like, clearly he's a shitty father too. And then she didn't want to kiss him. Did you see that? Poor <laughs> <laughs> yeah. girl, he was trying to kiss. She's like, no. And then I like, think the worst like, thing is that he was loading Dasani water into a back of a van, and I'm like, really? Uh, Nobody's gonna fucking no. drink that. <laughs> yeah. And the coke was like, hey, we want no part of this, guys. We <laughs> like, can you, we, we can want you no not? part of this. It's like, dude, I know we don't want our water either, but you can't fucking do that shit. <laughs> the fact that Democrats raised more money for the state of Texas than most Republicans. I have, is I have to say I would have rather melted snow than drink the sunny that they were giving people. Uh, I, I'll take my chances. I have some snow that is definitely dirty and has definitely been pissed in and I would drink that before the Saudi. <laughs> What's well, it been pissed in by? I have no clue. I don't have any animals in my house. <laughs> I, you know, I don't call myself a water snob by any means, but Dasani is just, it tastes like I, what I imagine but to taste like. Yeah. Dasani's not it. No. Every time I've had it, I just, I'm like, I'm like, what is going on with this one? Like, I feel more it? dehydrated than before. And why is it so stinking expensive? Like, I don't Why is it expensive? People are like, oh, and some people really like the Saudi. They're like, that's all they got. I'm like, I judge those people harshly. Right. Well, I, and I like the label. The label is attractive, but I, the water is just not. That's it. the that's... trap. They get you, they get a nice label and you're like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> you know what I like? Nestle Pure Life. Ooh, that's good stuff. There you go. Uh, I guess the kind of. By the way start moving towards wrapping up what do you think is going to happen going forward and what i mean by that like this this, has it in your opinion expert opinion has it been kind of quiet politically minus a few things like the whole cuomo stuff and then the stimulus bill going through and then the impeachment trial there's been a lot of quiet so do you oh, yeah. think, so do you think it's like everybody just kind of taking like a like a like a deep breath after Trump? I know Trump was doing stuff at CPAC and he's starting to move around again, but <laughs> I think we got so used to the constant waking up and hearing what's going on with Trump that we're now like, oh man, what is this? It's like a, just a collective breath. You're right. I think it's a collective breath. Uh because there's always something new with what he was saying, something, you know, some new stupidity, something this, something that. Um but I think I think we're getting back to what it was to have a decent presidency. What it was, and I won't even say that in a legislative point of view, but I'll say that in just like a common decency. 
Uh, I think we're getting back to a place where there's respect in an office that's more worried about carrying on the business of the day and the business of the country the best way that they can, uh, even if I don't agree with everything they're doing, but less worried about people's opinions, less worried about, uh, you know, the appearance of looking tough and, and intimidating and, and fearing people into, you know, assembling and, and, and agreeing on certain points that aren't valid or even if they are valid. Um, you know, we have decency in the White House again. We have respect in the White House again. Uh, and someone who's really trying to do the best that they know how to do uh, to, to move the country forward. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's really definitely quiet. But going forward, I think we're going to see uh, some more hustle and bustle about the voting rights going on. I think we're going to see how the, the gerrymandering laws are going to come through. I honestly think we're waiting on the Supreme Court to act on voting first um, before that's going to be the next big bump, I think. That is going to be a that's going to be a big thing. I mean, cause yeah. I don't I don't know what the last case the Supreme Court has heard before the the break, the recess that they had or whatever. But like the voting acts right, people should be watching that one because that could have some serious uh, implications for the next, even for the midterm elections. Yeah. So I, I think that's what we're waiting on. That's going to be the next big thing for them. And then, of course, how – because it's that case at the Supreme Court is dealing with Arizona specifically, but Georgia is also having to pick up that as well. Um, they're, they're working on voter restrictions there. Um, so I think that the, the only stopping point we have, Congress is going to have to do something uh, to interact with these – to intervene with these states passing these laws that are allowing legal gerrymandering. Yeah, because I remember, I think there was one argument being heard. It was this year. It was definitely this year. They're like, well, why do you want to make these laws? And the Republican lawyer said, it's because we can't win unless we cheat. Like, like it was basically that. That's what it sounded like. And it was probably one of those sound bites you were talking about. But I'm like, wait a minute. So you're saying you can't win except for when you like put two weights, that's, when you tie tie two cinder blocks to the Democrats' feet, that's how you win? That's not the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, the game as they played it before was what happened in 2020, right? Yeah. And then when it bit them in the butt, now it's like, oh, well, now we're going to change the rules. You know, we, we, we're not going to change the game. We'll change the rules, and so we're going to try and win that way. So, um, yeah, you're right. Along the lines, when, when we can't win by the rules of the game that we created, we're going to change the rules on you. I mean, um, could you imagine if the Patriots got to change the rules anytime they were down? Well, I mean, you know, the ball would never have been deflated. I mean, well, you know, well, uh, the ball would have been very deflated. I mean, it is, but that's the way we play the game now. You're supposed to deflate the balls now. Didn't you get the memo? Like, that's how we play the game now. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I know that's old news, but it's like, I know. You know, it's a very valid, uh, you know, idea that, you know, they they decided, hey, let's uh, let's change this up and see what happens. Yeah, because I know like the the Georgia runoffs, like the the runoff Senate races were pretty big early this year, but that was so that felt like so long ago. Uh, yeah, at this point, and now crazy. it's like, and then next year we have midterms coming up, and the pol the political ads are going to start up again. That's that's the, that's the worry. Is uh, I mean, we have we have a lot of things, and then of course we're going to hear more about China. I think as well. Um, we're worried about China becoming a, a major power on the map. But again, we've allowed that to be a thing uh, in our in our failure to want to move forward. Um, so. So then there's some stuff going to happen. But, oh, yeah. you know, you know, if you want to hear about some of these things going to happen, you're going to have to find Xavier on X after hours. Where can we find you? I found uh, you on Spotify. 
You did. So, so uh, we're on all the major platforms, but if you're not sure where, you can always check out uh, xafterhours.com. It's listed all there. There's also a link there that'll get you to the, the directory of your choice. But we're on all the uh, major directories, so Apple, uh, Spotify, X. I'll be sure there will definitely be a link to this uh, to your website in the uh, show notes down below. In the so. description and all that, we'll make sure you got the links there. Any social media or just go to the website oh. has everything. Oh, yeah. Well, the social medias are on the website as well. But also, if you go to the Twitter, which is at XFHours underscore, by the way, which I wanted to talk about that, but we'll talk about that later another time. Uh, and TikTok <laughs> as well is also XFHours and also Instagram as well as XFHours. So I was able to score, secure all of those except for Twitter. So. I mean, close enough, right? I mean, hey, but Twitter told me they can give it to me. You can't complain, man. I mean, it's like I've been fighting with them for two days. I've been fighting with them for two days. They're going to give it to me, but I had to find the person that had the account. It's been inactive, and so yeah, they're trying to come down. Yeah, right? particular set of skills. <laughs> they asked me to send in my information, like ID and like the business license and all that kind of stuff. I was like, it's officially trademarked. Stop. This is this is mine. So they're like, so oh, it's... didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled a fast one on them. Really like, yeah, I'm a lawyer. I know these things, man. Like, yeah, you want what authority? It's like, uh, this one. It's called a cease and desist. Uh, give me your shit. It's actually mine now. <laughs> I'm taking that. It's legal piracy, but it's legal. <laughs> Taking this over. Taking this over. Look at me. This is my account now. This is my I'm, username. I'm, I'm colonizing these usernames. <laughs> even though i bought the name so they're technically mine uh <laughs> uh yeah so thanks so much for coming on for today i yeah, mean man. it's a one-on-one it's pretty simple got plenty of screen time going i mean i i had my camera on the whole time but that's i didn't fine. know there was a camera option i, you know, I, I keep forgetting that. to mention any of that that's yeah, the scenes stuff. Like, oh, that's man, my I fault i'll take the blame on that one you can give me the l on that one that's all right. That's all right. I but, lose uh, ten points to my house. <laughs> oh no! What are we negative thirty points now? That's that's. Oh no! I had like points uh, from earlier this week. I'm fine. Oh, I'll be okay. okay. Uh, by the end of the week, I'll be fine. So <laughs> <laughs> it all ends up. It'll be you fine. Can run deficit. You can run deficit. The country does. Why not you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man, for having me. Then, no problem. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. So we could say bye now. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do for points. I have me and my 11 children to feed. <laughs> I don't, they're not my kids. I just found them. <laughs> I get tax credits if I have them. 